Alright guys, it's time. Welcome to episode 19 of the My Flippin' Life podcast. And this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about shoes, baby. Shoes, you all know I do mostly shoes. I do a lot of shoes. And I'm going to keep doing shoes. I love doing shoes. So I'm going to fully break down shoes for you. Where to source them, how to look them up. How to, you got to understand a lot of different things about shoes. They're not very simple. I don't recommend them when starting out. If I could go back, I would have waited a little bit longer and been more educated on them before actually starting with shoes. Because I've still got some here that haven't sold that I can't take back, you know. So, how do I even start with this, man? <laughs> okay, so if you're thinking about getting into shoes, <clears throat> what I would suggest... Before you start going into retail stores and buying shoes at retail stores and reselling them, maybe you want to start out with used shoes. And why do I, why do I say that? By cost, you know, you can buy used shoes from thrift stores for anywhere from five, ten, twenty bucks, you know, for good ones. You know, some of them, they're not all going to be good, obviously, but. Start at, starting out with used shoes, I think, is a great way way to get started with shoes, way to learn shoes. You know, you'll have to clean them up and figure out how to present them, and and you're not you're not in as much money. You know, you're not spending as much money to get started. You're not going and buying a couple hundred bucks worth of shoes. You know, you're stopping by a Goodwill or wherever, find some shoes that have sold recently on eBay as used, and you know, reinvest the profits until you can start justifying. You know, buying like. Like I've got here, like some $50 shoes that are going to take a little while to sell, but once they do, they'll sell for about one, 110 120 somewhere in there. So, yeah, I definitely recommend when you're starting out with shoes, start out with used shoes. I do mostly sneakers, uh, like Nike shoes, Adidas shoes, stuff like that. I don't do a lot of, a lot of women's shoes at all. I've got one, two, three, four, maybe four five or six pairs right now of women's shoes. So I don't do a lot of women's shoes and I only the only women's shoes that I do have are Converse's, Nike's, Nike's, some Skechers Shape Ups that I paid uh two dollars for and some like women's crocs, you know, and and with a lot of those the the buy cost on them was low. I went on a Black Friday sale and the this thrift store that I go to all the time was having a, a bag sale. So, like, you can fill up uh, these bags that they had, like, brown bags, paper bags, and anything you could fit in there, 10 bucks. So, me being who I was, I went to the fucking shoes. They had mostly women's shoes there, not, not a lot of good men's shoes. They had some dress shoes, but they weren't good. They had women's shoes, and they had a damn near brand new pair of Skechers shape-ups, some Crocs, women's Crocs that sell for, like, 30 bucks used. And some women, oh, I've got some women's uh, boots that I just grabbed to fill the bag up because it was almost full. And I figured I could lay lay a pair of boots on top. So I grabbed some boots. And all in all, I, I spent 10 bucks on the bag. And <clears throat> the shape-ups I listed for 38 somewhere in there, they'll probably end up selling for less than that. The Crocs I listed for 30 they'll probably sell. They just take a little while. The boots I listed for 30 and... I mean, for a $10 bike cost, that's that's not bad at all. You know, selling one pair, all of a sudden I've made my money back, and then some. So anything after that's all profit. 
But if you can get into a sale like that, that's great. If you can find shoes at garage sales, used shoes, even new shoes, great. Because you're going to get them for a lot less than if you go to, say, Plato's Closet, which I'm going to talk about in a second, to get used shoes. But when you're doing all this, when you're going to thrift stores, when you're going to garage sales and, you know, places like that to buy shoes, this is something I've learned from experience, and I hope I hope you listen to me. If you're doing Nike shoes, especially like Jordans and, you know, like hype shoes, you've got to make sure that they're real. I can't tell you how much you got to make sure that they're real. I made that huge mistake, and if you're on YouTube, I'm actually going to show you a fake pair. I kept them because, you know, I figured it'd be great for content. I already made a video about it. I've already got it on YouTube, but I'm going to show you all on this because I'm trying to break everything down as in detail I can over the podcast, so trying to do it over voice while still integrating a little bit of showing on YouTube for people who prefer a visual representation. But when you're at places like Goodwill, garage sales, you can't expect you can't expect Goodwill to make sure that the sneakers are authentic. You know, you can't expect that, you know, Joe fucks a lot over there at the garage sale isn't selling you some fake fucking Jordans. Because he might fucking be, you know, he might have paid fucking 20 bucks for these things from China. And now he's trying to sell them to you for 30 at a garage sale. Like people do shit like that, man. People do a lot fucking worse than that. They'll buy fucking fake Travis Scott shoes for what did I see him? I saw him on a website when these those Travis Scott's came out. This website was selling them for $89 free shipping from China. And the pictures they had looked like they looked fucking legit. You know, they could fucking fool some people or the people that are buying them could buy them in mass quantities and then fucking skim some fucking people out of their money. So I'm not a huge fan of fake sneakers. If I ever do am done with these these fake shoes I've got, I'm going to fucking burn them or throw them out. Like if you find them. Honestly, if you've got money and you find them, like, and you tell Goodwill, they should throw them out. Like, they shouldn't sell them to people. But, like, where I'm at now, like, if I found these shoes, I would buy them just to fucking get them out of circulation. Like, I hate fucking fake shoes. They fucked me out of when I was just getting started, so. So, I'm going to show you these if you're on YouTube. And what they are is they're some Jordan 11s, right? And this colorway actually does exist. They're a blue snakeskin, but the actual colorway, the actual shoe is actually darker than the blue that's on the shoe that I've got. And that's not a complete telltale sign, you know. It's not always a telltale sign, so I grabbed them, took them home, and, you know, put my pictures up on Twitter and Instagram, and someone was like, hey, those are fake. And they showed me how to, how to figure out if they're fake real easily. And I'm going to share that with you if you're on YouTube. But basically what you do is, you know, if you're holding a shoe, like front to back, you know that it can bend, bend back. You know, like that's how you get creases and stuff in your shoe toes. Well, if you turn it the other way and you try to bend it that way, it should not bend very much if they're real Jordans. Like it should not bend very much at all. So again, if you're on YouTube, I'll show you these shoes. I can literally bend them in half. Like there's no there's no good material in there. There's you know, usually it's a, 
a, a more thick material in there. And that's not taking that much work to keep it going, you know? And I mean, that's one way that you can tell really, really quick. I did that the other day when I actually found some uh, Space Jam Jordan 11s at Plato's Closet. And you can definitely tell the difference, you know? They, they're, you can just tell they're higher quality materials. Um, another thing is if you can see if you're on YouTube, a lot of times where the shoe, the midsole of the shoe, which is like the side and the, the bottom, where that is actually glued on the shoe, if they're fake, like that shit will come right off. Like I'm going to rip it right now. Like look how easily that, sh that shit just came off. I don't know if you could hear that, but like, and I mean, that's, that's definitely a good telltale sign. You'll see a lot of times if you look around the edges and stuff, you'll see that there's like glue still showing. And if you look at where like leather is cut, like it just won't look straight. Like they just, they look off, you know, they'll look off if they're fake. If they're really good fakes, honestly, you may end up selling some fakes because there are some fakes out there that I swear to God, you couldn't fucking tell the difference. And most likely whoever you sell them to won't be able to tell the difference. So like, it's a real thing and, you know, it might happen, you know, you might actually sell some fake sneakers to someone, you know. Learn from your mistake. You give them a full refund, you know, apologize, you know, do whatever you got to do to please the customer and just move on from it. You know, it's part of the game. If you're going to be doing new sneakers, likely you're going to come across a pair of fakes. More, not likely you will come across a pair of fakes when you're selling used sneakers. It's just whether or not you have enough information about them or you just have this feeling that determining if they're fake or not. And obviously, if they're fake, notify whatever store you're at. See if they'll take them out. If not, and you don't really feel comfortable buying them just to get rid of them, get them out of a rotation, don't fucking do it. I'm not I'm not saying I'm holier than thou. If, if a thrift store had some shoes for 50 bucks right now, but they were fake, I probably wouldn't do it because I don't want to spend 50 bucks on some shoes that I'm going to throw out. But, you know, right now, if I found those same shoes, those were 10 bucks, I would do it again. I'd buy them and use them to try to help people or just throw them straight in the fucking garbage can. So that's my talk on fake sneakers. Got to look out for them. Um, educate yourself if you can. If you're looking into sneakers, there's a lot of telltale signs as far as from like the actual tag on the inside of the shoe that shows the size. There's a lot of signs that you can look up on Google that are like telltale signs other than what I've shown you. So that's my rant on used shoes and getting the fakes out of the market if we can. Um, so now I want to talk about Plato's Closet, right? Because Plato's Closet is fucking fire, man. Like, holy shit. If you have a Plato's Closet in your area, and this isn't just for shoes. This is like clothing and they have handbags and all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. What they are is they're basically... They're, they're basically a thrift store, but for like a lot of higher end things. So a lot of people who have, you know, shoes that they know are worth money, you know, bags that they know are worth money, clothing that they know is actually worth something rather than just donate it to Goodwill or try to sell it themselves on like offer up or Facebook marketplace and have to deal with all the bullshit, which I actually posted about today on 
on fucking Twitter. You should go check it out. Um, they'll take it to Plato's Closet, and Plato's Closet gives you money for your used or new fucking clothes, shoes, whatever. And that's why it's a better place to go if you're looking for some good sneaker flips. Because, one, they're gonna, there's a better chance you're gonna find uh, more valuable stuff at Plato's because, I mean, people who buy sneakers, they know that they're worth something and that there's a resale market. Like, they're aware of that. So, I mean, yeah, Plato's Closet, definitely worth checking out. Um, some of my greatest flips from there. See, recently I had a local flip. I bought these LeBrons from there for 30 bucks. They were the LeBron 12 Double Helix. I paid 30 bucks for them. <clears throat> Sorry again. <clears throat> At Plato's Closet, I paid 30 bucks. I sold them five minutes down the street. This was a few weeks later, but I sold them five minutes from the Plato's Closet for 65 to this guy. So, like, you double up your money, cash fucking money, you know? Obviously, you can't you can't flip them all locally, but definitely, definitely, for real, Plato's Closet has been nothing but fire for me lately. Like, I've got, if you're on YouTube, I'll show you, like, some Air Maxes, 270s. These things are, like, fucking brand new. Like, damn near look brand new. They look fucking good for being used. I paid $30 for these. I got these and an all-black pair. 30 bucks each, same size, size 10, which is a good size. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Um, and they're both listed for 100 Now, I don't know if they're going to sell for that much. They may end up selling for less, but I'm going to at least get a double up on that. Whether they sell online or locally, I'm going to get a nice double up on them. Which is what I want to talk about next, which is margins. You need to understand your margins with sneakers. For me... And this is just me personally. Look, there's a million different opinions out there. This is just my opinion. Don't take it as fact, you know. I may be full of shit. But what I like to do with you sneakers is I want to double up. You know, I want to at least be close to that, to making as much as I'm spending. Because with you shoes, nine times out of ten, I'm going to spend some of my time cleaning them up. You know, maybe scrubbing the soles. I've got this shoe cleaner stuff that I use. You know, I'm going to spend more time on them than I would on a brand new pair of shoes that I can just bring home, take pictures of, list it, and go to fucking bed. You know, I've got to come home, you know, double check them, you know. Let me see, let me grab, let me grab, grab me a pair. Yeah, I'm going to bring them home, grab me a pair, and, you know, I'm going to double check them, make sure there's nothing really fucked up with them. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to take my scrubber, and I'm going to spend some time fucking scrubbing them. You know, I'm going to scrub them down, make them look as presentable as I can. You know, they're going to be worth more, and the customer's going to be happier than if you just send them some dirty-ass shoes with mud still stuck on the bottom. So, that's why, in my opinion, if, if you're buying used shoes, I want them to at least sell for twice as much as you're spending. And the exception to that is don't buy $5 shoes that can only sell for 10 bucks. You know, that, that double up strategy really only works when you're at like the 20 to $25 range. You know, like even at the $20 range, you're really pushing it because you're buy, if you buy shoes for $20 and you sell them online for 40 which is double what you paid, 
you've got to count, it's about $10 to ship shoes. Generally, it's 10 bucks to ship shoes. And then you've also got to count for all your fees. So if we're on 40 bucks, you're looking at like six or so dollars in fees with PayPal fees and eBay's fees. So all of a sudden you're looking at $16 between shipping and fees plus your $20 buy cost. You're only going to make like four bucks on them. That's not worth your fucking time. You know, now if you bought those same shoes for 10 bucks and you're going to make 14 bucks, okay, maybe it's worth getting them, spending five, 10 minutes, cleaning them up and listing them for 40. You know, that pair I just showed you, those Air Maxes, that's what those were. I only paid 10 bucks for those and I'm hoping to sell them for 40. Uh, locally would be great, you know. That's why I like local sales with shoes. Definitely cross post all of them on local sales because if you can get the sale, you're saving yourself. Like I said, on $40 shoes, you're saving yourself at least 15, 16 bucks between shipping and fees and everything. So if you can do it, why not do it? You know, yeah, it sucks having people flake out on you and dealing with people trying to offer you shit and you not want to take it and whatever, but you know, someone might come along and might buy one of your pairs that you paid 50 for. And, you know, they may pay you 120 for them, which is what you had them listed for on eBay. And if you paid, you know, 120, you still got to ship them and shit. So, like, definitely cross post them on as many local selling websites as you can. Shoes are a really, really hot commodity. Now and for the foreseeable future, because they're always coming out with new sneakers. If you've seen people talk about them, like sneakers are like the shit, and it seems like they're going to be around both old vintage style, like Nikes, like those, and the new shit that's coming out. It's all going to be worth flipping for at least a while, you know, until we see the market go down. But this is a billions and billions of dollars industry in the sneaker resale game. I'm just a tiny, tiny, tiny fucking speck of sand in this, you know? But I'm, I want to be a tiny speck of sand that's making some money with it, too. Because, I mean, that's that's what we're in here for, you know? Make money, hopefully help people along the way, and just have a good fucking life. You know, being, being fucking happy. That's really the ultimate goal. But I digress. Listen. That's kind of my take on used shoes. Like I, like I was saying, you don't want to pay 20 for ones that were... That are going to sell for 40. I'd want them to sell for like 50. If you're at 20. Once you get into like the 25, $30 range. Now you're looking at. If they'll sell for. Roughly. Double. Maybe a little more. Then you're fine. You know you want to be able to. Control your margins. And. You want to make. Generally I want you to make. As much as you spend on them if they're used. Because. I mean your time is valuable. You know, so if you're spending 20 bucks, I want you to make 20 bucks. You know, so maybe, I don't know. I, like I said, it's a general, general rule. It's not a set in stone thing, but if you've got a lot of extra time on your hands and not a lot of money, you know, maybe used shoes are a good, a good starting point for you because you can get them cheaper. And you've got the extra time to put in the work of cleaning them and, you know, making them more presentable and listing them on as many platforms as possible. So now it, now I'm going to break into you shoes. Okay. <clears throat> on you shoes or new shoes, sorry, new shoes. 
And let me just tell you the margins real quick. I want to, I shoot for 50% margins on my U shoes that I'm going to make 50%. Now, obviously I've sold shoes for way less and I've gotten way more. You know, it's, it's, it's flexible for me as it should be for everyone because, you know, why wait around for 50% if you can sell them right now for 35, that's still an okay margin, you know, but that's what you want to look at as far as when you're buying them, can you make that much money? So if you buy shoes for 50, can you make $25 on it? Roughly. If the answer is yes, then you're good. So that doesn't mean that you can buy shoes for 50 that are going to sell for 75 unless you're certain, certain, certain you can flip them locally. And even then, that's that's still taking a risk, you know? I'd rather you buy shoes for 50 that you can sell for 100, you know, maybe 90. And you control your margins. That's all I'm saying. And when you're looking up shoes, that's what, you, what it's all about, you know? A shoe may be a great fucking seller from, you know, wherever you're buying your shoes from. It may sell every fucking day, but it's selling for, you know, $20 more than you can pay for it. Probably not worth it because it's at least $10 to ship them, roughly. And then you got to account for fees and then shipping supplies and your time involved. You know, you've got to know your margins. You've got to understand your margins. So, real quick review. If they're used, you want to be able to make as much as you spent on them, roughly. Obviously, you can take a little less. Hopefully, you're getting more. That'd be ideal. On new, you want to make half of what you spent. So if you spend $35 on a new pair of shoes, you want to be, at least be able to make $15 to $17, somewhere in there. Same thing, if you're going to spend $100 on some shoes that are brand new, if you can make $50, bucks, fucking do it. If you can make $30, bucks, that's still 30%. But shoot for 50 and be flexible. You know, I'm flexible for sure. I've, I've found shoes that are, you know, 30 to 35% margins, but they're a really, really fast seller. And they sell, they sold almost immediately after listing. So that's just, you control your margins on it. You know, if, if you want to be more, uh, like, strict on as far as how much they sell for and stuff, Fucking do it, you know, find your own system that works, you know, I'm not fucking, I'm not a fucking genius or anything, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm just having fun right now, I'm just trying to grow as much as I can every day, but when it comes to new shoes, right, and new shoes are really fun for me, I love new shoes, um, it's the same concept, except you're, you're finding them at places like Ross and Burlington, as far as your margins go, like I said, it's the same concept. You want to make about 50%, but you're finding them at places like Ross, Burlington, TJ Maxx, um, <clears throat> the outlet stores like Nike's outlet, um, you know, factory stores, places like that. If you have a clearance store near you, uh, you probably don't unless you're in like a major, major metro. I know Houston has one, which is where, obviously, where I'm from. We have a, a Nike clearance store that I'm going to check out when I have more cash and can go and not really have to worry about leaving shit on the table when I go. But, 
you definitely get some good deals at, at the clearance stores. Um, and let's see, where else can you get new? I know there's plenty of other places you can get new shoes like that. Just any place that sells like name brand stuff at a discount. That's, that's really what it's about. You know, Nikes and Adidas and stuff. Those are name brand stuff. Marshalls. Marshalls is huge. Don't forget Marshalls. I can't believe I forgot Marshalls. Go to Marshalls for real because they have shoes with boxes, which is a big deal because at Burlington and Ross, their shoes do not have boxes. They're out of the box. So you're selling them new, no box. Now, if you find those same shoes at Marshalls, which a lot of times they have the same shoes, but Marshalls will have the box, you're going to get the sale first because you have the box, the brand new box. You know, it might be a little damaged because they're, they're old, they're older shoes. They've been around a while and they've traveled, but you've still got a box versus someone who's shipping them in a box like this, just a normal shoe box in a poly bag, you know, which is what I do with them. So look, it's not hard guys. It's really not. I, I wish there was more to it that I could explain, but Basically, all you do, this is the perfect perfect pair to show you. Now, this is for new or used. I'm just trying to, trying to talk about an example. On the inside of the shoe tag, there's a number right below, like, the sizes and everything. On Nikes, it's right below the sizes. Usually, or usually, it is a six-digit. It would be letters or numbers. Usually it'll be two letters followed by four numbers, or it'll just be six numbers with a dash and then three more numbers. You know, so AH1234-001. You know, that's the number you look up. Hit up eBay. And then see how many are listed and how many are sold. That's basically, I've told you about this before. Compare the number listed to the number sold. And if I have some Adidas, I'd show you. I do, but they're stuffed in here. Let me see if I can grab them out. These are big-ass shoes, but I got them super cheap. So Adidas are a bit different, but they're the same concept. They've got a tag on them, and on the bottom part of the tag, down near the bottom, it's like the, the third number up. It's the art number. It's A-R-T, art. And... Like, on these, for example, it's EE5425. These are some uh, Damian Lillard shoes. It's usually... I don't think I've seen anything different. It's usually two letters with four numbers. And that's it. And when when you search that on eBay, you 90% of the time, you don't have to put, like, Nike123456-001. You can just put in the number. And unless something has a similar part number, like a car part, I've seen a lot of car parts with similar numbers, it's going to bring up the shoes. So it saves you time. A lot of people like to put Nike before. I found that like nine times out of ten, it doesn't matter. The shoes will come up first because they're the most popular item. When you search that number and it pops up, it's going to show you how many results are found, right? So let's say you search a pair of shoes I showed you and say 40 results were found. Say, okay, it's listed on eBay. Cool. Take note of what it's listed at, because obviously if it's listed at roughly what you're going to buy, it, you don't even have to fucking 
really look at this old, but you still probably do want to look. So you know that there were 40 listed. Now you go over to the, the pop-up screen on the right, check sold listings, and see how many pop up first. You know, because that's really the most important factor. They can be listed at whatever fucking price people want. You know, there can be however many fucking listed that they want, but if they're not selling, they're not worth buying. So in this instance, we had 40. Let's say you search it and five results come up. Like, mm, and it's like over the past month and a half, it's like that's one pair a week. Now that still might be good. That's why there's, there's so much that goes into it, man. Because now you've got to worry about sizes, you know? You've got to look, you've got to look at the pair of shoes that you have and look at what size it is. And when you search it, check to see if there's any of that size listed on eBay right now, like that are still active waiting to be sold. So you've got some size 12s. See if there are, see how many there are. You know, it's okay if there are other shoes of the exact same size, but if it's overwhelmingly size 12, and then you go over to the sold completed and two pairs of size 12 have sold in the past month, I wouldn't fucking do it. You know, you've got to make sure that the size you have is either not listed very much, if not at all, or it's a very popular size. Like in that last example, if 40 were listed, but five sold and they were all fucking size 11 and a half, 12, and you check the search results and there's, you know, maybe one or two pairs listed, you might be able to take that risk, you know? It's just, there's, there's so much that go, goes into it, guys. So much that goes into it. And, you know, it, it takes a lot, it's a learning curve. You know, you can learn as much as you fucking want, but until you go out and you start actually, like, executing and doing it, you're not going to get the hang of it, you know? It's, it's like confusing. I'm sure it's a little confusing listening to me talk about it because I'm kind of rambling on. Because it's all up here, you know. It's, it's, it's just in my head, you know. And I'm trying my best to explain it. I hope I did an okay job. But make sure that the size you have is, list, is either not listed but has sold. If it's not listed but it has sold uh, recently go ahead, you know, it's, it's worth it because someone obviously wanted that size. Someone else probably wants that size and no one has it. So now you, you as the reseller, you're performing a service. You know, you're not just a, you're not just selling products. You're performing a service. You're like a matchmaking service. You know what I mean? Like you're going out and finding these deals for people so that they don't have to spend three days, four days, maybe like a fucking month or longer trying to go to different stores like Marshalls and stuff to find them when they can just buy them off of you on eBay. You make a buck, they get the shoes they want, and everyone's fucking happy, you know? And the biggest thing about it is just consistency, you know, going. You know, someone who's going to Ross and Burlington and stuff for themselves, they're not going to go, you know, as much as you are as a reseller. You need to go constantly because they're putting out new inventory constantly. So you have a better chance of finding really nice sneakers that are going to resell really quickly for good money if you go more often. You know, if, if you're going, if you hit up, like for me, it's like I have my general area 
And it's like these stores, there's, there's like three stores that are close to my house that I can hit up on like a weekday, like a work day after work, after my son goes to bed and still be home in time to, you know, still get some sleep. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm having to drive 30 minutes out of the way and go into the store for an hour and then drive 30 minutes back. All of a sudden it's like 11, 12 o'clock at night when I got to be up at 430. So I hit up these three stores all the time, at least once a week, if not twice a week, all these stores I hit up and I usually find something at every one of them, at least one pair or I'll find, you know, something. But a lot of times I like, I find some good shit that they just put out. Like my first experience with sneakers, I'm going to tell you all this story. My first experience with new sneakers, I was doing a uh, Ross cause I watched some videos and learned a little bit off YouTube and I went one day and I found a lot of cleats, which cleats, listen, look up cleats. I, I'm not going to tell you more. Look up cleats. They're like 20 bucks at Ross and Burlington. A lot of them resell for 60 plus. Just look up cleats. You'll get an idea of what cleats are desirable. Generally, if they look cool, they're probably worth something as far as cleats go. Look them up. That's an easy, easy tip for getting started, especially low cost. You know, understand that if it's the off season for cleats, you're going to have to wait until the season comes back or until the off chance that someone's buying them for the next season or something. So you have to understand that, yeah, they might, you might buy them for 20, they'll resell for 60, but it may take months and months for them to actually sell because it's not football season right now. It's not baseball season right now. You know, you, you just have to understand that definitely look into cleats, but I digress into what I was doing my first time with sneakers. All right. So I went to Ross and I found it was a bunch of, I found a bunch of cleats, which I knew that they weren't going to sell really fast. And I found like a pair of like Under Armour shoes that I thought was worth something, which actually turned out to be like, I only made like five bucks on them when I sold them. But, um, the next day I went to a different Ross at the mall and I found a couple more pairs. Nothing crazy. I think I found like two pairs that day. Got them home, got them listed, you know, like I do. And yeah, I just, I just had a feeling for some reason, like I wanted to, I want to find me a quick flip. That's what I told myself. I'm going to find me a quick flip of shoes. Like I was some kind of fucking expert already or something. But, um, so I went back to the Ross that I went like two days before Searched through the whole fucking thing. I looked through the women's shoes. I looked through the kids' shoes. I looked everything. I was like, man, there's nothing here. So I went back and scanned the wall. They have like a back wall and then like the smaller sizes are like their own little aisles. Scanned the wall again, up and fucking down, up and fucking down, all the way down. And I was literally about to leave with nothing in my hand after being there for like an hour and a half. And as I'm, like, walking down the last aisle of the smaller size shoes, I'm talking, like, eight and a half, nine, like, not smaller size, because I wear, like, a nine and a half, ten, so it's not small, but, um, I noticed that there's, like, these light blue colors, and, like, I, I know that light blue, like, the UNC colors, what it was, what it turned out to be, I know that, that those are, you know, generally desirable shoes if they're that color. Didn't, didn't know if they'd be worth anything. So I looked them up, and they turned out to be some Hyperdunks. UNC Hyperdunks. Like, super rare shoes. And I got them home, listed them. After I paid 50 
$99 for them, and they sold within five minutes for $99. Like, holy shit. You know, that was super exciting. And that's when I, that's, I mean, after that I was hooked, you know. So, that's the story of how I started. I'm hoping this video helps. I hope it, if you're thinking about doing shoes and you've been seeing some of my content or other people's content and you've been thinking about doing shoes, I hope you get out and just fucking do it. You know, just go to a Ross, go to Burlington. Don't tell yourself you're going to buy anything. Just, just go on like a, a trial run, you know, go and, you know, look them up. Maybe, uh, maybe take screenshots of them and like send them to me, like, or like, you know, DM me on Twitter or something and let me know the style code or whatever and. I'll look them up and I'll help you, you know, if you're right there, DM me, you know, unless it's like midnight or in the middle of the day, like during the week, like I'll answer you back, you know, and yeah, look, if you need some help, let me know, love shoes, I'm going to keep doing shoes, probably going to be like the ultimate thing that I just, I eventually just do most of will be shoes. Just because I enjoy it. Everything from new to used and cleaning them and listing them and everything. Like, I just love every part of it. So, it may not be the thing for you. And I encourage you, I encourage you to find that thing for you. You know, it may not be shoes. It may not be books like I've talked about. It may not be electronics. It may not be stuffed animals. It may not be fucking video games. It might be fucking snow globes or something. Hey, whatever fucking gets you going and gets you motivated to get out there and fucking work. Put in the fucking work. I want you to do it. And obviously, I don't know shit about snow globes, but, you know, I'll, I'll help you in any way that I can, any way that you need help. So hit me up on Twitter. Let me know if this uh, episode helped you out. If it didn't, let me know this episode didn't help you out. And y'all stay hustling. I mean, other than that, y'all, have a great fucking day.